Already know what it is. It's your coach that knows hoops the most. Talking hoops with Coach Cam. This is episode four. You already know how it go. And we back, man. We got more hoop talk topics to talk about this week. We're gonna talk about some coaching hirings. What did EMU just do? I think they just found a coach. We're gonna talk about the transfer portal because it's popping, it's popping, it's popping, popping, popping. We got uh, some travel AAU sports to talk about. Hey, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be covering an AAU event this weekend. I'm gonna tell you about that, and we're also gonna be talking about uh, the state championships that were crowned this weekend for boys and girls basketball here in the state of Michigan. But you already know who it is. It's your coach that knows hoops the most. Now let's start off with some coaching hirings. Now, Eastern Michigan they fired Rob Murphy the second week in March. And here we are in the second week in April, and they're just now hiring the coach. Not a lot has transpired in the last month. You've had coaches take jobs. You have guys entering the transfer portal. Uh, you got recruiting that's opening up June 1 for Division One coaches. So it's got to happen quick now. So I, I appreciate they finally hired somebody, uh, and they hired Stan Heath. Stan Heath uh, was a, a coach in the MAC. He coached at Kent State back in 2002, I believe. Uh, he took that team to the Elite Eight with uh, Antonio Gates and Trevor Huffman and Andrew Mitchell. Man, those three names sound like Michigan names, huh? Oh, okay. All right. Recruit them in all the way back then, but whatever. Uh, so he goes from Kent State, goes to Arkansas, from Arkansas, I mean, I'm sorry, goes to South Florida, then goes to Arkansas, and from Arkansas goes to the G League. And last year, he was the G League Coach of the Year. So he gets the Eastern Michigan job. And now the clock is on. The clock is on. Okay, you got a guy that's that kind of tied to Michigan a little bit. Um, he's got Izzo ties. Um, I heard there was some conversations between Tom Izzo and AD and a bunch of other people to, to help Stan get the job. Uh, it's kind of a splash hire from the outside looking in. But from the inside looking out, okay, who's going to help you get Michigan guys? Who are you hiring on your staff? And this is one of the things that, and, you know, we've been talking about it for years you know how some of these coaches, they get into college coaching as head coaches, they move over a seat, and they kind of forget how they got there. And it's not just him. Uh, there are other coaches who, you know, they got to the big seat, the big chair, and it's time to pull some other young coaches along, and they haven't. And it's not just him. So, you know, but there are a lot of good coaches in the state of Michigan, and I'm going to talk about a few. There are a lot of good coaches in the state of Michigan that should be getting some attention from college coaches, and we're not. But we're going to talk about that when I talk about the state championship portion of this podcast. But I want to stay on Stan Heath, and who is he going to hire to get some Michigan ties? He can't bring some people from out of state. You saw what Mike Davis did with UAD, bringing some guys from out of state with no ties in Michigan. He don't get Michigan players. Okay, so you can cross Detroit from getting Michigan players because he's not. Guy's not going to Detroit. I don't know why. Well, I know exactly why because they don't have Michigan coaches on their staff. So hopefully Stan Heath understands that for Eastern Michigan to be good, you need to have coaches on your staff that has Michigan ties that can get you Michigan players. And like I said on my tweet about, I don't know, two weeks ago, the very two people that should be top of your board should be Javante Randall and Mac Mansell. 
Now, Mac Mansell has GLIAC offers, so you probably like Coach Cam. Why would a guy that has GLIAC offers go to Eastern? Because he's a Division I guard. He just don't have a Division I offers. That don't mean he can't play. He took two seasons off damn near. So the kid can definitely play. I've talked about it on this podcast enough. If you listen to me, you know I've talked about Mac Mansell. They should hire, they should, he should be the first offer as soon as you hire your staff. Who can you who can get me Mac Mansell? Who can get me Javante Randall? Now, here's the thing about Javante Randall. Will he be able to play in the Mac immediately? No. He's gonna have a developmental coach that has to be on staff, and you've got to give him to your developmental coach and say, listen, a year from now, I expect him to get heavy minutes on this team. Right now, it's not going to happen. Right now, I don't expect him to play 10 minutes a game. If we can redshirt him, we can redshirt him. But I need you to take this 6'9 kid that's kind of raw, that has some skill, that's athletic, that can run like a deer. I need you to put 20 pounds on his frame. I need you to uh, tweak his jumper a little bit, his offensive skills, and he's, he needs to help us out next year, not this year. This year, he don't need to come in and help you. But the thing about that is coaches nowadays, especially in college, they want you ready-made. They want you ready-made. The days of I'm going to take a kid and by year three, he's able to be a starter for me, those days are done. And I don't like that because as a person, as a ball player who, who worked on my game enough to I was able to get a college scholarship, and not a lot of scouts can say that. I know the whole thing on Twitter about scouts and people that do media for basketball is, man, can he make a left-hand layup? Not only can I make a left-hand layup, I can make NBA 3. So we not even – that qualification is out the door, okay? But I was the kind of player – like, I didn't have a coach develop me. I didn't have that trainer. I didn't have that guidance. It was just me getting in the lab, getting better. Because I knew if I got better, I have a chance to play. And those days are done. These coaches now, they want you as soon as you walk in the door to be an all-league guy. And as a college coach, I tried to these head coaches to understand, like, these guys, you don't need five studs. You don't need five studs. You need a couple all-league guys if you got them. And then you got the pieces around. You need a couple guys who can check or everybody that can check. You need some guys that can make some shots, some guys that can defend and rebound. Like, you need a couple hustle players. Like, you don't need five guys to score 20 because you're not going to get 100 points a game. And if, even if you do, it's not going to come for five guys getting 20. So stop recruiting all the same players, a bunch of guys who can score. I get it. You're going to need a couple guys that can block some shots. You're going to need a couple guys that can run the floor. If you want to play up-tempo and, you, and you're recruiting guys that ain't in shape, then what are you, why are you playing up-tempo for? So these coaches want these guys to be ready-made out, out the door, and they're not, right? Javante Randall is the reason why, you know, his recruiting is where it is because he needs a little bit of work. He needs a little bit of work. He needs a, he's not going to be able to come right in and be an all-league guy, and that's no knock to him in his game. No knock. He needs to play more basketball. So I need Stan Heath and the Eastern Michigan staff to realize that recruiting the state of Michigan is a big deal. It's a big deal. So if you can't recruit the state of Michigan, ah, man, you're not going to get the kind of support you think you're going to get. I'm just going to be honest with you. It ain't a whole lot of people supporting Mike Davis out of the city of Detroit. I'm just going to be honest with you. And, and the people will say, well, the PSL is down. Okay, PSL is down. There's still a guard average of 30 a person. And will he play in the GLIAC? I don't know. Could he play in the MAC? Probably could. He's just as good as maybe like a B. Artist White that was at Western Michigan. So... You got a guard that's averaging 30 at Detroit Persian. He got to go somewhere. So if I'm Detroit 
and I haven't established a relationship with the coaches at Detroit Persian for the last two years, and I didn't just offer him just to be offering him, and I had some kind of connection to the city, he might already be committed. He might already be like, you know what? I'm coming there. But once you lose Antoine Davis, the ship is sailed. So whenever he declares for the NBA or whether his dad gets another job, that's what you're going to find out what Detroit is going to do. But understand, there's a lot of coaches in the city of Detroit that do not support Mike Davis because he ain't got one of us on his staff. And I'm not mean one of us, meaning me. I'm meaning somebody that has Michigan-Detroit ties. The Titans, Callahan Hall, Six Mile. Man, these guys, so, man, it's probably guys on this roster that call Six Mile McNichols. Yeah, we, yeah, our gym is located on Six Mile and McNichols. Like, man, if you don't get your McNichols self up out of here, right? But went on a tangent a little bit. So Eastern needs to recruit the state of Michigan. Uh, at least they got an alumni, guy that has ties to the Michigan, even though he ain't been back in a while. Uh, Rob Murphy kind of helped with the hire, I'm sure, one of his guys. I just want to see who he gets on the staff because he has to recruit the state of Michigan. So now the, the time is on you, Central Michigan. What you going to do? What you going to do? So Central Michigan, now, now we're in week two and three where they don't have a head coach as well. What are they going to do? Who's going to be the head coach in Mount Pleasant? Now, from my sources, and I'm not going to tell you who my sources are. I do have a couple. Remember, I told you sources about time. I mean, I'm sorry, about Stan Heath. I already said my sources say that he was getting the job a week a week ago. So my sources were right. So I've also known that in this process of Central Michigan hiring a basketball coach, that they've hired a search firm. So if they've hired a search firm, that doesn't help guys like Andy Bronkema get the job. It doesn't. And you'll say, well, a D2 coach shouldn't be or should not be in the mix for getting a job at a Division I school. And I'm like, why not? Why not? Andy Bronkham was more than, more than qualified to coach at Central Michigan University. And it's not because he coached at Fairs. That's right down the street. He didn't just coach at Fairs. He won a national championship at Fairs. Do you want to know how many national championships have been won in basketball by any GLIAC school? Yep, you got it, one. Who's that team? Fair State, 2018. He was the coach. And not just that, he didn't just win a national championship. He won a national championship with guys that should have been playing at Central Michigan. These are Mac level players that he had. His starting center transferred to Xavier and started the next 25 games for Xavier the following year. So he had five or six guys. He had a Michigan Mr. Basketball coming off the bench. So his team wasn't just good. This is probably the best Division II team I've ever seen. I played Division II. I coached Division II. I've seen a lot of really good teams. The Ferris State team that won the national championship team is probably the best Division II team I have ever seen. So not only did he win the national championship, he won a national championship with guys that should have been playing at Central Michigan. Not only that, let's talk about his record. His record at Ferris State. He's won 170 games to 59 losses. 170 games. It ain't a whole lot of people that can say that. In Michigan, in one of the best conferences in the country, Division II, I get it. Yeah, I know a lot of people. They they diss Division II, and you go to a Gliad game, and you'll be like, holy crap, these guys can play. Yeah, he won 170 games out of, what, 229, 230? That's a pretty good percentage. 
pretty good percentage. And not only did he did that, he did that with guys that should be at Central. So that means he can recruit. And I know he can recruit because he used to recruit my guys. When I was a high school coach at Renaissance, he come to my gym all the time, him and Bill Saul. They was heavy on Danny Sutherland. Nobody else in the state of Michigan recruited Danny Sutherland. Danny Sutherland averaged 24 points. I'm sorry, not 24. He averaged 22 points, 12 rebounds, and four blocks a game. I'm not lying, because he put a triple-double up on Henry Ford. And the top team that was recruiting him in the state of Michigan was Ferris State. I went to school, to college, in the state of Michigan. And that staff wasn't in my gym. And then you wonder why two of my guys go to Ferris State. What well, what do you think happens three years later? Not only do they win, they probably had the best team in school history outside of the one that wins the national championship. They went to the Sweet 16. Because they recruit the state of Michigan. Recruit the Mitten. They do it. So, who do I want to see get Central? I want Andy Brown coming to get Central. Not because I know Andy. Not because he recruited my players. And not because I'm trying to get on his staff. I want him to get it for the coaches that grind and get better and do what they're supposed to do. Recruit the right players. And they get rewarded for that. Not because they're... They got an agent with a search firm, not because they know somebody that's the AD, that's the, the alumni's friend, cousin, son. Somebody that grinded and worked and got better and got rewarded for it. Because nowadays in college basketball, that don't happen. The coaches that grind and get better, the Nate's o, the Nate o to the world, right? He just don't, he just don't just end up at Alabama. Like Nate O's could coach his ass off. But the days of those type of coaches going from high school and grinding and being an assistant in college and then getting the head coach and those, man, it's tough. It's tough. So I would like to see a guy like Andy get it because he won us. He won us. He the type of coach you can text coach. I'm at the, the Grand Rapids Storm Classic. What are the coaches doing after the last game on court one? Well, we going out to uh, Founders, man. We going out to Founders Brewery. Come have a beer with us. Okay, cool. He one of them kind of guys. So I root for those guys, and not because I know them, because I, I actually have seen them grind. I've seen Andy Brown come and meet me in the gym before I get there. I'm walking into practice. Hey, coach, what's going on? I already talked to Danny. Uh, we've been here since lunchtime. Yeah. You know, we're going to stick around for practice a little bit, get back on the road. All right, coach. See you later. I root for those kind of guys because I'm one of those kind of guys. I'm one of those, per se, grinders. So I root for the grinders. Now, there have been some other names that have been thrown around. Dan Marley. I don't know why he would come from Arizona to come all the way back to Michigan to coach. He ain't got no Michigan ties. Don't talk to me about no Dan Marley. Sorry. Sorry, Thunder Dan. Sorry. Don't talk to me about no Thunder Dan getting the job at Central Michigan. But he's, a, he's been a name that's been thrown out there. So, all right, cool. He played there 30 years ago. Gotcha. Nah, miss me with the Thunder Dan. I'm sorry. Uh, another name that's hot, hot off the presses from my sources. And one day I'm going to tell you who they are, but I'm not. John Baranovich, who's the assistant coach at Northwestern. He played at Central Michigan, has Michigan ties, has coached at Dayton. He's coached at Northern Illinois. He's coached at Oakland. And at every one of those spots, even at Northwestern, guess what they had on their roster? Michigan guys. You think that's by mistake? You think Julian Roper committing to Northwestern was by mistake? You think Doug Collins got that done? I, I don't. I don't think. I don't think not Doug Collins, but you know what I'm saying. 
I don't think the head coach was the one that got that done. Now, he might have signed off on it. But I'm going to tell you right now, a guy like John was probably recruiting Roper the hardest. He probably was. Because they're on Pierre Brooks, too. And I remember bumping into Collins and Baranovich uh, right at Gus's um, Fried Chicken, my spot on Cass Avenue. Bumped into him one day and was like, oh, coach, hey, how you doing? So, oh, yeah, that's some shooting coach right there. They sitting there having chicken. I'm like, okay. Northwestern is in the mix, I see. Doesn't go there, but they were in the mix. So I know that he gets on the grind and he gets Michigan guys. Because everywhere he's at, they've had a Michigan guy on their roster. Dayton had Michigan guys on the roster when he was there. Uh, Northern Illinois had Michigan guys on the roster when he was there. So he can recruit the state of Michigan. So I'd be cool with this hire. Now who does he hire on staff is a different story. So I know if Andy Bronkema gets the guy, gets the job, He's going to get guys that have Michigan ties to get Michigan players, period. He ain't about to get the job, and then all of a sudden, he got five guys from Chicago. He's he not. I'm telling you he's not. And the reason why is because he had a few. He had some transfers this year, and a couple of them didn't pan out like he thought. Some of these guys from Illinois and Chicago and Indiana, they ain't pan out. Like, you know what? I got to get back to my roots. Need some more Detroit guys. Let me call up Corey McKendry. Need a couple more uh, school craft guys on this roster. Need more Michigan guys. M more gritty, more grimy. Get it done. Uh, so, John Baranovich getting the job. I can see that. I can see that. Well, a guy like Cornell, man, that's the name that's out there. I don't see him leaving the SEC to coach in the MAC. Now, I know he has ties to the program. I know he's coached there. I understand all of that. But if I'm Cornell, man, and even though Michigan is home, I'm not leaving the coach with Kanzano Martin in the, in the SEC to come back home to coach in the MAC, even if it is a head job. Because for one, it's gonna be, you're going to lose some money, for sure. For sure, it'll be a pay cut. And for two, from the outside looking in, I like Coach Martin at, at Missouri. He might be able to stick around. He might be one hit away his whole career. Ain't that what Jay-Z used to say about Beak? He could kick his feet up and chill somewhere. He ain't got to do nothing. Whatever Coach Martin want to do, he's going to be right there with him. And he might get a bigger job. But he's a good coach. So why wouldn't you stay along for the ride? Why would you leave that to coaching one of the bad, I wouldn't say the worst, but probably bottom five or six conferences in the country? Why would you do that? Because you're going to take a pick cut as well. So, corner man, I don't see that happening. Um, but we're going to see. We're going to see who Central hires uh, for their head coaching position. Now, the portal is popping, dog. It's your coach that knows who's the most, man. I appreciate y'all for listening, man. I know I only got a few listeners, but it's cool, man. It's cool. I like how y'all tune in and tune out of what I got to say, and I'm going to start chopping it up so you can get more uh, hits and not have to listen to the entire pod. You could just, you know, hit it on my Twitter page, at CoachCamp30. See what I'm talking about, man. But the portal is popping. And I had a comment last week about Rocket Watts going to Kentucky. Now, let me tell you this. I had no information about it. I had no intel. I didn't call Rocket. I didn't call Coach Cub. I didn't call the Allen Academy people or the family people. I ain't even. I coached one of the family coaches. I, I didn't even ask him. Like, hey, what you think Rocket gonna do? I was just thinking logistically. It just makes sense, right? It just makes sense that Kentucky has always been with ball in hand, scoring guards, guards like Eric Bledsoe, John Wall. Like, the, I could go down the line. The Harrison brothers. I could go down the line. The area five. Like, come on. Like, guards that can score. Not playmakers, but guards that can score. And I'm thinking about Rocket in that situation can explode. 
I think he would flourish in that system. And it comes out, I'm, I'm looking at some stuff online, and then all of a sudden I get a tweet, Rocket Watts has gotten calls from Kentucky, he's gotten calls from Florida State. So I wasn't too far off with that. I wasn't too far off. So you might be seeing something coming down the timeline, timeline tonight, tomorrow, sometime soon, about where Rocket Watts is going to go because it impacts where other guys transfer, who guys talking to, and that kind of stuff. So uh, it's got legs, man. It's got either somebody was listening to my podcast or... I don't know. I know he followed me on Twitter. What up, Rocket? That's my guy. You know, I know he don't listen to podcasts, but I'm just saying, you never know. You never know. He might have tuned in and, and heard me talking about him. It's like, yeah, I'm in Kentucky. That does sound kind of kind of right. You never know how that kind of works. Mike Flowers. Mike Flowers of South Alabama fame. Average about, what, 19 points per game uh, this year. He's transferring to Washington State, the Pac-12. I think that's going to be a good look for uh, for Flowers because he gets into a whole nother environment. The way they play on the West Coast kind of fits his game because uh, he can shoot it. He can put it on the floor a little bit. Uh, dynamic guard. Expect him to do well. Expect him to do really well for Washington State. And what a story if he's able to go to Washington State and they make the tournament and do something crazy. Uh, maybe he gets a chance to meet Clay Thompson. I think Clay Thompson, no, Clay Thompson was Stanford. Wasn't Washington State. But you get what I'm saying. Get what, one of them two. Um, so yeah, Thomas Kithier interest porter from Michigan State. Now, I want to say, so he's in the portal. Rock is in the portal. Um, Aaron Henry declares for the draft. Um, yeah, Hoiberg's in the portal, but he'll probably end up at a D2 somewhere. Um, he won't end up at another D1. But Kithier, where's, what's Kithier going to do? Average about, what, 14, 15 minutes per game. He started a, whole, a load of games for Michigan State this year, and a lot of people didn't like it. But Michigan, you know, Izzo says, so what? I'm still starting him. He still gets it done. Um, but with Fife going to Indiana, you might think that with Kithier being a Clarkston guy, you know, even though he transferred from Macomb to Cole and didn't play a senior year, they, they have ties, and I wouldn't be surprised if Fife plucks them. Because the thing about Izzo, Izzo is in play. And I wish more coaches did what Izzo does with his stoke, his coaches and with uh, guys that transfer and move on. He puts you in place with other coaches. So when you transfer and you go somewhere else, he going to help you. He ain't just going to say, okay, Rocket, you transferring. All right, see you later. No, he's going to make sure if you're going to go to Kentucky, well, you need to talk to this person and bring this person with you and X, Y, and Z. If you're going to go to Florida State, okay, that's cool. Let me make sure I call Leonard Hamilton and know what he, you know, know the expectations and stuff like that. He's going to help you. So if you're transferring, I got a coach that just signed to go to Indiana. Trust and believe if him and Foster Lawyer decide to transfer, Kithier is on his way to Indiana. Oh, how about this? Why not Loyola? They keep it in family, man. So Drew Valentine gets the head job at Loyola. Trust and believe he's going to get some help. Whether it's with a couple transfers, whether it's with a recruit he won't normally get. Uh, shouts out for Will Smythe for uh, deciding to go for a preferred walk-on to Loyola, one of the best shooters in the state. We've talked about him on this podcast. Shouts out to him uh, committing to Loyola. That's a great fit for him, by the way. Great fit. Uh, but they, they they take care of their family. That's why some of these jobs can't get can't get, some of these guys can't get coaching jobs. Because they didn't go to Michigan State or they didn't coach with Tom Izzo because Tom Izzo control everything in Michigan. If you coach with Tom Izzo, you, you, you keep a job your whole career. I guess that's the one thing I shouldn't have did. I shouldn't have went D2 to play college basketball. I should have got on one of these staffs, became a GA, and then now I'm on my way. 
I should have started coaching when I was in high school. But man, I can shoot though. I can shoot. So in my mind, I'm like, man, I ain't trying to be no coach, man. I'm a shooter. But I should have did that. I should have just became a GA, went to Michigan, walked on, became a GA, you know, and, and maybe things are different. But Tom Izzo controlled everything. He controlled it all. So if you got any ties to uh, Michigan State basketball as a GA, as a manager, as assistant coach, Tom Izzo going to look out for you. He's going to make the right calls. He's going to make it happen for you. So Thomas Kithier making sure he goes to Loyola to take care of Drew Valentine. Yeah, I can see that because he don't want him going to Indiana. Because he'll fit in Indiana the way they play. He'll fit. I mean, he ain't playing in front of Trace, Trace uh, Davis. He ain't playing in front of him. But he kind of fits to how they like to play. So with, with those guys leaving, it seems like Michigan State's roster is depleted. But it's not because he's got a, a good, very good recruiting class coming in. As you, as you saw with Pierre Brooks this, this weekend, he's ready to play. And he deserves to, he needs to play. Um, but the other shooter, Max, they got bringing in is high level. I mean, they got a good class coming in. So, Jay Nakins, he just played in the national championship game, high level. So, okay, see you guys later. We got some guys. We got some old guys coming in. And the thing Izzo needs to do, he needs to have a come-to-Jesus moment with Gabe Brown. And he needs to let them guys know, like, listen, we're going to get up and down. And we're going to play a different style of basketball. And I know the type of basketball you've played since you've been here hasn't quite fit. We're going to make it work. Make it work. You don't need to transfer. You guys can stay. We're going to turn you into pros, and we're going to win a national title. That's, that's how you do that. That's how you do that. Because if they stay and you add, you know, Pierre Brooks and those guys coming in and mix what you already got, I mean, I think a couple transfer the guard from Northeastern, I think they can still be players in the, in the Big Ten. They need some fresh, different blood, and we talked about that last week. So now Mike Smith, Mike Smith from Michigan declares for the NBA, doesn't declare the transfer. He said it was his time to go to the NBA. Okay, cool. So what does that do for Michigan? Does Jawan Howard try to replace him even though he's losing one of his top guards? And I say no because he's still got Eli Brooks, still got Frankie Collins coming in, and you got uh, Kobe Bufkin who I think they're going to try to transition into a point guard because he's about 6'4", 6'5", and being a big point guard will help his professional career. He's not going to try to turn him into a shooter. He's going to turn him into a playmaker point guard, and that's going to happen right away. So I don't, I don't see them trying to go through the transfer portal to find a replacement for um, uh, Mike Smith. I don't think Jawan Howard's going to look for a replacement. He's like, you know what? I got, I got Frankie Collins coming in. I got Kobe Buffin coming in. Like we, We'll be all right. We'll be straight. We'll be straight, and I think they will be. So the Michigan Wolverines will not be in the portal, in my opinion, looking for a uh, Mike Smith replacement. But you never know. You never know. Uh, because if you can get a guy that can really play, hey, why not? So now, tis the season. It's your coach that knows hoops the most. And the one thing that I like about April and May, it's not spring. All right, it's, it's, it's not because it's spring and the weather's getting warmer and I can wear short sleeve shirts and I can wear hoodies and shorts now. It ain't because of that. It's because of summer hoops, man. The AAU is popping off already. We had a tournament last weekend. Did it get a chance to go? Watch the highlights online. Um, NY2LA circuit just popped off last weekend um, in Indiana. And it was a good look. It was a good look. They've been going for the last two weekends, actually. And they've had some high-level recruits, players, and teams that compete in that circuit and wherever they go. Uh, this weekend, it's the Storm Classic. I'll be making my commentary, uh, AAU 
debut, even though I did a Mighty Bass game about a month ago, and I liked it, man. Commentating is cool. I'm cool with talking about basketball, man. It's, it's basically, you know, Coach Cam talking hoops, and I'm just watching the game. I'm talking how I go, but I might tell you, oh, at the top, the key is Pierre Brooks with the step back at the end of the half, and basket good. I, see, that's the kind of stuff. That's how I like to commentate. Is it a future of mine? I don't know. I just like doing it. So I guess I was good enough to get another call. So this weekend, I'll be in Grand Rapids. But this last weekend in Indianapolis, you had to reach 17-under team. Uh, they went down there. They went undefeated. They went 4-0. So they did pretty well. Uh Mac Mansell is on another tear, man. He out here playing still. And I know some people be like, but he a senior. And so what? So what? The 21 class got done wrong. And he needs to still be playing because he basically sat for a year and a half. So why not? Keep playing. I, I don't mind that. And there will be some more uh, 21 kids playing AAU. And I'm here for it because they didn't, they didn't get two. Basically, they missed out on two AAU periods. So I'm cool with that. Normally, I'd be like, why are seniors still playing? But you know what? The AU got cut short. So play along, player. Play along. But we stick well um, in the NY2LA. And with the EYBL not playing, that means me, they had Mean Streets. They had Mac Urban Fire down in NY2LA. They had Phenile Hoops. I mean, it was some, whoo, it was some players, man. And matter of fact, one of the guys from Phenile Hoops, uh, Brandon Podzimski or whatever it is just committed today to Illinois and man that kid is a stud I mean a 6'6 shooter he don't miss he shoot about 40 45% from three I remember you know doing a camp in Wisconsin and going up against his team and I'm looking at my guys like can't nobody guard him nope 30 he had every bit of 30 on like 12 shots like threes dunks step back the whew, Illinois got a stud coming he got a stud coming he had he had a uh, Offers from Kentucky and Kansas and all these other schools, uh, but he commits to Illinois. But the, the AU season is upon us. Uh, I'm gonna be not going to be coaching as much as I have been before. I'm going to be doing more helping out. Hopefully, I can cover more events with my recruit the mitten. You know what I'm saying? Because it's your coach. You feel, you feel me? Um, to talk about the game more, see more recruits. Uh, so I can talk about on my platform, on my recruit the mitten platform, which is mitten recruit got time. When you get a chance, check it out. Uh, because that's my stuff. I, that's my platform. Uh, but some of the things that I like already early in AAU, the family, they haven't played yet, but they loading up. So Kyler Vanderjack, who has normally been playing with the Grand Rapids Storm, will be playing for the family this year or this uh, circuit session or whatever they call it. Not quite sure they'll be in Grand Rapids. My sources have told me they've only had a couple days practice, and I doubt that they'll be in Grand Rapids this weekend. But look for the family uh, to make their debut here pretty soon. I mean, a team with him, Orlando Lovejoy, Keon Minifield, Jason Drake. Ooh, buddy, how you stopping that three four-letter monster? I mean, that's going to be tough. That's going to be tough. So, uh, you, you, who knows? You might have a little EYBL, a couple of little tournaments or whatnot. Who knows? Uh, but look forward to watching the family. They're 15 you from what I hear. Got like four, five, six, eight kids on it. And they got a national stud. So, I'm definitely going to be watching them. And we're going to be talking about him on this podcast pretty soon. Max Burton. We talked about Max Burton a lot last summer uh, playing for Reach. He's playing with the Grand Rapids Storm. So, I get a chance to check him out this weekend to see if he's got any better. He had an okay season for Williamson. He got an offer from, from Western, got an offer from Central, but nothing happened. He didn't commit. And are they still recruiting him? I don't know. We're going to find out the, present, the per, progression in his game this weekend at the Storm Classic because the Storm Classic is probably one of the best AU events ran in the state of Michigan. 
You get high-level talent, high-level teams. The D2 coaches are there. The D3 coaches are there. You got Coach Cam on the sideline talking his trash. You know, it's going to be a good look. It's going to be a good look. So if you got nothing going on this weekend, you want to check out some hoops, come up to Grand Rapids, come see Coach, or just check out the live stream, man. Check out the live stream. Let me see what Coach Cam talking about. You know, I know Coach Cam be talking hoops. So let me see what he's talking about because I'm going to be there uh, courtesy of SUV TV. I'll be on court one all day, and I'll just be be watching the games. I don't know if I'm doing play-by-play -play or commentary or just doing this, talking about the game, the sport that I love. Uh, recruit the Mitten. This is my Recruit the Mitten segment uh, before I get you guys out of here. Not about to have another hour pod for you guys, but I just like to talk hoops. You feel me? State championships was this weekend, so shout out to all the teams that won state championships in their division, both boys and girls. The Division I champion for boys was Grand Blank, uh, Ty Rogers fame. You already know their deal. They won Division I for boys. Uh, Division II for boys was Grand, Rap Grand Rapids Catholic Central. They put on a shooting clinic against uh, Ferndale. They went on a 28-0 run. Crazy. Uh, really good team. Jack Karaninski, uh, Caden Brown. A really good team. Really good team, Grand Rapids Catholic Central. That will be back. All of them are either juniors or sophomores or freshmen, and they'll all be back. A Flint Beecher. So we've been talking about Keon Minifield, right? Flint Beecher wins another state title. They win Division Three, And Frederick Douglass. Frederick Douglass wins Division Four with uh, Pierre Brooks and his son, Pierre Brooks II, and uh, Javante Randall and the crew from the PSL, they win Division Four for the boys. For the girls, it was Hudsonville. They they edged out uh, Detroit Renaissance in the D1 final. Uh, D2 for girls was Portland. D3 was Grass Lake. Well, look at that. I Before the year even started, I told you about Detroit Renaissance, who ended up losing in the state championship, and I told you about Grass Lake. And you probably were looking at me crazy, like Coach Cam, there's no way a team from Grass Lake can be good. Well, guess what? They're state champions. So shout out to Grass Lakes, friends of the program, came on here, talked to you guys about their program, what they've been doing, and they got it done. They won the state championship. So watch, shout out to them. My brother is like, man, I'm watching this game and I'm rooting for them like I know them. I was like, because they friends of the program. You know what I'm saying? They recruit the mitten. You feel me? Um, Division 4 is Fowler. So shouts out to Fowler. Uh, one of my players that was at one of the schools I coached at went to Fowler High School. So that's pretty cool. They win Division 4 for the girls. So a couple takes that I have for uh, the state championship games. The first take is shout out to Detroit Renaissance. Coach Lowell had a great season. They had a great season. It was it was built up for them to get that far. They played some tough teams. They they play Grass Lake, who ended up winning the state title. Um, they played teams like that to get in the moment of when you play in a team like Hudsonville and you gotta you gotta execute to win the game. You, you, you got to find a way to do it. So shouts out to them for the, the phenomenal season that they had. They're also fans of the program because they had a chance to sit down with Coach DeWile and talk to him about his program and his girls. He's got some studs, man. He's got some studs. And even though he's got a few seniors, uh, Kaylee Davis, she put it all on the floor, man. She was making threes, getting to the rim. She's going to be a really good player at Northern Kentucky. I wish we could watch her a little closer to home. But, you know, it's recruit the mid. Let's change that kind of stuff, coaches. Uh, so that was my first take. Was Wanted to give them a shout-out and Grass Lake for coming on this program and helping us, you know, build our platform a little bit, knowing that they were going to have really good teams and they might have a chance to win a state title. And they both got there. Only one won it, though. Now, Pierre Brooks is ready. 
All right, have we figured that out yet? Did, did you see that over the weekend? Did you see the shot that he made before halftime? He is ready to play at the Breslin, all right? So some of these guys is putting their name in the transfer portal. See you later, all right? Have a nice, I'll I see you, Thomas. Uh, have a nice day. Out your way out the door, okay? Rocket, you nice. I, I appreciate you for coming, but you know, Pierre Brooks is coming, and he's ready. He's ready. He showed you. Now, he only had 15 in the state championship game, but hey, he gets a steal and a dunk and a three for almost half court. That was all net. I mean, nothing but the bottom of the net. I mean, he almost popped the nets off the rim. He is ready for the big time. He's ready for the show. And if you think he about to just be relaxing for the next two or three months and letting some of these transfers come in, you got another thing coming because he stays in the lab. Trust me, I know a little bit more than I should, okay? But he's ready to play at the Breslin Center. So some of these guys at Tom Izzo putting their name in the portal, he's like, all right, well, kind of like how Pierre Brooks looks. He looks very Denzel Valentine-ish, you know, point forward-ish. I could put the ball in his hands, put him at the, the hot post. I could do dribble handoffs. We could, yeah, it's a lot of stuff you could do with Pierre Brooks. So he, he, he's ready to play for the big, in the Big Ten and at Michigan State. And that wasn't always the case. But if you was watched him play over the weekend, you were like, man, that kid is ready for the Sparks. Keon Minifield. Unsigned hype. How many times, how much do I have to talk about these people, these teams, these players before people really understand? Man, Coach Cam really know what he's talking about. Keon Minifield, I've been talking about him. He has 37 in the state championship game on 17 shots. He was 13 for 17 for the field, 37 points, state champion. Somebody offer this man. Somebody offer him. You mean you don't want a proven winner, a guy that can score and get it done just because he might be a little skinny? Come on, man. So I need Central. There's another guy that you should be on. Eastern, this could be another guy that you should be on. You might be looking at Keon Minifield like, ugh. I mean, he looks, you know, he, he looks Jalen Terry-ish. He looks Monte Morris-ish. I mean, Monte Morris wasn't a big guy. I mean, he was tall and lanky. I mean, he ain't too far off. He ain't the type of passer Monte is. He shooting like Monte. And he just is athletic. So I'm just saying. You need, somebody need to offer Keon Minifield now because I'm tired of him being unsigned. Now he didn't want a state title. Like something needs to happen, right? But shots out to him. And Beecher, look at Beecher. Uh, Mike Williams. So shots out to Coach Mike Williams. He wins his sixth state championship. And Mike Thomas, he won his third state championship. He won back-to-back -back at uh, uh, Kalamazoo Central. I think it was Kalamazoo Central. Oh, yeah, Kalamazoo Central went back to back there, and then he wins a third one with Grand Blank. So, you mean, and so my tweet was a couple days ago. So, you mean to tell me guys like Mike Thomas and Mike Williams, who have a combined nine state championships, can't be entertained for college guys? And some people probably took that the wrong way. I don't know why, but these are outstanding coaches. It's, it's obvious. They've won, first of all, I don't care what level it is in the state of Michigan, it is not easy winning a state championship, especially if you're from an urban city. If you're from a Flint or Saginaw, Detroit, you got to get through four or five haymakers before you even get to Breslin. It's kind of like the Big Ten. Like, you got to get through, just look at De La Salle route. De La Salle had to beat uh, Brother Rice, they had to beat U of D, they had to beat, um, who was the other team they had? They had to beat like three or four ranked teams just to get to a quarterfinal. Like, that's not easy to do. And then you run into Ann Arbor Huron, and it's like, man. Or Rouge or one of them teams they had. I think it was Ann Arbor Huron they had to play that they lost in the, in the semifinal. And it's like, man, that's whew, that's like that's a nice little run. Like, what when you look at a team like Grand Rapids Capital Central and probably the toughest team they had to play was Ferndale. 
in, in the state semifinal. So, you know, it's hard to win a state championship. And these guys got nine. So what, what happened to the days of coaches winning multiple state titles and it turns into a college job? Now, some people will say, well, Coach Cam, are they really interested in coaching college? It don't matter. It don't matter. They need to be um, persons of interest. They need to get phone calls. They need to say, hey, are you interested in joining my staff at Eastern Michigan? If not, that's cool. But they need. I need to see the reports that Mike Thomas is in talks to be in uh, Stan Heath staff. That, that's the kind of stuff I need to see. Because... The days of, there have been coaches before growing up that coached in high school that ended up coaching in college. Guys like Steve Hall. Steve Hall wins multiple state titles at Detroit Rogers. He goes on and coaches at Duquesne. Lamonte Stone. Lamonte Stone wins state championships at River Rules. He goes on to coaches at Ohio State. Then you guys, guys like Derek Owens. His, he won multiple state titles at the Pores. He goes on to coaches in college. Uh, ben Kelso, he won multiple state titles. He goes on to coach in college. Derek McDowell, he won multiple state titles. He goes on to coach in college. So, well, he, he, I'm sorry, McDowell won city championships. Not quite sure they won a state title. Gotta, I got to check that. I'm not sure if they They might have won one with Dion. But even still, you've had, you know, very prominent high school coaches go from high school to college. Guys like uh, Perry Watson. Goes from high school to college. So when are when are we gonna have the trend happen again? These guys should be coaching in college. They're two phenomenal coaches. They do a great job in their communities. Understand all that. But I think that these are guys that need to be at the Centrals, the Westerns, the Oakland to bring some more coaches along and get us back in the game. But shouts out to these two guys. They're phenomenal guys and they're even better basketball coaches. So I just wanted to give you my take on that. I think those two guys should easily be coaching in college. Even though Mike Thomas had a stint at Albion, there's no reason why he can't be at Oakland. There's no reason why he can't be at Central or Western if he wants to be, but he might be fully committed to being at Grand Blank because I'm going to tell you like now, Grand Blank ain't a cheap school. They got like 2,000 kids. They got great facilities. He probably get more money at Grand Blank than I was getting in my college job. So he might be like, man, Cam, I'm straight. I'm good. I ain't got a coach in college. I got keys to the gym. I got 2,000 kids. Get in here whenever I want to. I'm getting kids better, getting them to college, and I'm going to have a pro. Ty Rogers is going to be a pro. So what else What else do I need to do? I'm, doing, I'm winning state titles. I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. I could totally see him doing that. But somebody needs to say that there are great coaches in the state of Michigan that need to be coaching in college. George Ward, the Steve Halls, you know, Keith Guy. These guys need to be coaching in college. You know what I'm saying? Because that's how other coaches get developed and moved up. Because when they go to college, somebody got to replace them. You know, and that's how the, the trickle effect happens. But if... Our people don't take head jobs and pull us along. We're just going to be stuck in these high school AAU jobs. And then, you know, you got a guy like me, Coach Cam, who's hosting a podcast now. And now I'm going to be a commentator. Who knows? I might be on ESPN one day. You feel me? But it's your coach that knows who's the most, man. Just wanted to talk about some basketball right quick. I'm going to let you know how it goes this weekend at the Grand Rapids Storm Classic. So be paying attention. I'm going to be dropping the links uh, to that so you can watch my commentary and me talking some hoops. But it's your coach that knows who's the most. And I'm a I'll holler at y'all, man. Peace. It's, it's your, your coach. coach.